you for calling Maya Adelaide City. For trading hours, press 1. For all other inquiries, press 2. For kids and toys, press 5. To hear these options, for clothing, press 1. For shoes, press 2. For toys, press 3. To hear these options... Hello, Maya. Christmas show. Hi, yes, Dad. Can you put me through to the, um, the, uh, question for Santa, please? Santa? Was it just a right now? Yes, can, can you put me through to Santa, please? To, to Santa? Okay, what? To Santa. Can you put me through to Santa, please? You don't understand. I just, I look, I just need, I, I urgently need, um, to speak to Santa. Can you put me through, please? Can you just put me through to, put me through to Santa? Can you, can you please just yes. put me through? Welcome, welcome to Punta Vista Socialist Club, and this is our inaugural uh, War on Christmas episode. Uh, I'm joined here by by Jolly Saint Ben. Hello, glad to be back at number one, <laughs> number two on the friends list, uh, and of course, everybody's most uh, beautiful, helpful elf Theo. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> It's not, Hello. it's not because you're a, a small man of small no, stature. It's because you're a very helpful person. It's not yes. at all related mm. to your elf-like figure. Your elfine features, nothing, nothing like that. It's completely not associated uh, to that at all. Um, so here we are, guys. It's it's the end of the year. We've done but, it. Can I just say uh, yeah. that Christmas theme? was absolutely amazing that it seemed like miracle the the christmas stuff was in the same key as the other stuff Mm -hmm. i just assumed that you were just gonna tack some bells over the top of it i mean you did that as well but that was that's that's requisite the bells are requisite it was genuinely lovely it's almost like you know what you're doing oh thank you thank you very much um i put absolute minutes minutes (laughs) of effort into that uh several at a time consecutively did you did you hit the keys yourself or on the uh, on the little glockenspiel or did you pick them on the timeline one by one? <laughs> like I a- got out I I got out a little a little MIDI keyboard and I plugged it in. 
so I played a I played a virtual glockenspiel. If you did, will. you uh, did oh, you well. quantize them afterwards, or you leave those, those babies au natural? Um, I adjusted several notes, but I did mm. not quantize them all. <laughs> uh, all right, fifty fifty. I'm, I'm fifty not, I'm fifty on that one. <laughs> Not a professional Glockenspiel simulator. Um, My sister's a, a uh, Glockenspielist. She played the Glockenspiel really? in the uh, 2000 Olympics uh, opening ceremony. Well, that's um, that's definitely the most specific family trivia that you are going to get out of this episode. Absolutely. Um, and thank you to her. For representing our country in that extremely narrow niche of, of ways that you can represent them, I guess. I'm sorry, uh, I'm, just, I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> what specifically? Oh. Just all of it. That's the <laughs> most specific Australian thing I've ever heard. My sister played clock and spiel at Sydney Olympics. <laughs> Opening ceremony, yeah. <laughs> Of course, of course. Oh my goodness! And right. and those those were the Olympics that um eradicated racism in Australia. So well, finally. good on her for being part of that. Oh, racism against whites, which is the worst kind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, Lucy is not with us. Uh, she she pestered us repeatedly to do a a Christmas episode. Very specifically, she also um hassled me to no end to do a Christmas theme. She demanded it uh, and then let us know about two hours before recording that actually uh, she she was doing something else. Yeah, uh, she's so, being held down by Adam Driver while he builds a cupboard around her. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That is right. Um, Lucy went to see the new Star Wars movie uh, several times and from what I understand, her, her legs don't work now. Uh, she, she, tries, she tries to stand up and she thinks of Adam Driver and then her legs get all wobbly like a baby baby deer and she has to just collapse collapse onto the fainting settee you know she's getting rid of uh, all her full- current diarrhea to make room for the Christmas <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> oh <laughs> that's that's the worst image <laughs> Comes out like a horrible mixture of like a uh, fruit pudding and eggnog. <laughs> oh. So do anyway, guys, uh, do you guys get down with eggnog? What kind? Oh. Like I like I used to get my dad to buy me like the stuff that came in a little carton. Oh yeah, it's not real eggnog. I don't think I've ever had like proper eggnog with. What goes? Is it is it brandy that goes in it? Been putting rum in my eggnog. Oh. <laughs> Nice. I like that it doesn't have to be any specific liquor for you, Ben. Right. It, has to be, it, it has to be a brown alcohol. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go putting it. I wouldn't yeah, <laughs> I'd do a 50-50 eggnog beer shandy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh. Uh, any, other, any other hot Christmas questions right off the top, fellas? Fruit mince pies. Oh, look, much like hay fever, my feelings about it um, just vary wildly from year to year. Some years, I get a lot of hay fever. Others, I just... Don't. <laughs> some years, uh, I love hay fever. <laughs> maybe some years, I do. Hmm. Mm, uh, so, yes, I can eat them. I was offered one today. I did not eat it, though. Hmm. Mm. I, uh, I think I hate them... Because as a kid, I always thought they were going to be like a mini party pie, like a mince pie, you know, like a meat, oh. mince meat pie. A little party uh, and pie. I got them and it was just, you know, just bland, sugary nonsense with fruit nonsense. Not a fan. <laughs> Not a fan of this, this trivial nonsense food that you're serving no, up. Absolutely. No time for it. Hmm. All right. Well, there we go. Um, a little more, little more trivia for you folks. Uh, so we thought we thought this year that obviously um, we would do uh, you know an episode timed with the end of the year, but seeing as uh, as gay marriage is legal now, um, Christmas is obviously next on the chopping block. That'll be managed to successfully destroy traditional marriage. Um, so we thought we would have uh, a war on Christmas episode. Oh, I hear a gecko. 
Yeah, uh, speaking of Nature Corner, I don't want to break the flow of the podcast all, but a huntsman <laughs> about the size of my hand just crawled onto the couch. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, he's gone. <laughs> oh, that was real. Oh, boy. Well, he's, he's there to eat the hunts, to eat the uh, gecko. I don't know uh, who would win uh, in that and contest. And you need a, a small raccoon to eat the spider. <laughs> 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 That was, uh, he's gone now. He went straight out the window the moment I tried to move away from him. Uh, truly, good. they are as scared of us as we are of them. Except maybe for you, Andrew, you big pussy. Oh, um, well, yeah, because you sounded like you loved that spider just then. You would have been more scared, okay? <laughs> I absolutely would have. Um, I would have thrown myself through the window before the spider could get there. Shuddering, <laughs> <laughs> oh, just thinking about it. Just having a mental image of a spider, and oh, it's not even—it's not even a big one that I'm imagining. Uh, so anyway, anyway, so uh, like a Christmas miracle, a war on Christmas miracle, um, we've had some stories dropped into our lap, as is uh, this time of year—the silly season, if you will. Um, so everybody's favorite, everybody's favorite crank, um, Erica Betts, um, big big dipshit that you might know from Tasmania. Um, he had also had to be a big dipshit on record about um, same-sex marriage. He had, a, he had a pretty strong dipshit showing throughout that. Um, so he's found himself back in the news doing the really, really important hard yards work of running the country. And this has been to um, demand that pretty much all the departments in Australia's public service uh, send to him the messages that their senior staff send out to all the, the pleb staff um, to about Christmas and Easter and Ramadan. Um, because he's a huge idiot. He's a huge moron. Mm. Um, he's, he basically, he wants to know, I can, um, I can give you a, a direct quote from him here, uh, because uh, the Greens and public policy experts said, um, hey, this seems like a really, really dumb, huge waste of time. Uh, maybe let these people focus on uh, doing the jobs that you're always criticizing them for and saying they can't do probably. Um, but instead, Eric Abet said that people had a right to know the extent of, quote, the infiltration of a political correctness agenda in the public service, end quote, uh, that repudiated Australia's long-held traditions. You know, Australia's longest-held traditions, like uh, doing, doing Christmas for 100 years-ish. Yeah, um, just- having having Santa now and a couple of years ago. Yeah, yep. Uh, Australia's deepest held traditions. Um, so he's asked more than eighty agencies to release their messages to him. Um, apparently, so far in all of the greetings disclosed to the Senate, um, the department heads have all wished their staff a Merry Christmas. And none of them have said uh, the the dreaded uh, happy none of holidays. Them, none of none of them have spread the dreaded antifa message of happy holidays. So uh, you know, just great great use of time. What fucking world do these people live in? Can I just say, like, for about three weeks now at my workplace, it's been like head to toe mistletoe, flashing lights. I've got a like a a six-foot fake pine tree covered in Christmas lights, literally two foot behind my behind my chair. Like, yep. Why? Where are these people living? That Christmas isn't surrounding their every movement from about mid-October. Well, look, I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss the validity of their concerns. Like, you have to understand that a lot of these people. 20 years ago, one time saw something on TV about someone suggesting, <laughs> hey, maybe we should say happy holidays. And so they've been having a stroke ever since. And it's really affecting their lives in a negative way. Yeah, it's, a, it's a huge problem. It's a huge problem. Um, yeah, obviously, uh, I don't know, I guess I guess the, the, left, the left-wing people are the people who are obsessed with um, ID politics, all that kind of thing. You know, it's not like it's not like it's uh, right wing, right wing culture warriors who are super obsessed with just uh, what I really like about this story, um, just personally, is that there aren't 
actually like there's no evidence that anybody was doing this. <laughs> like he just want he just wanted a check. And um and I quite liked the uh the sort of notes throughout this story um in the Canberra Times saying that uh yeah, agency bosses all commonly wish their staff a happy Easter. Um lots of different agency heads all just say Merry Christmas because it's fucking Christmas. Um, but I, I liked this quote at the end um, from uh, Eric Arbet saying, um, he said that his questions were very easily answered and included no impost. Uh, quote, I am pleased to see that so far most agencies have no qualms in celebrating Easter and Christmas, he said. And my first thought was, you are not pleased. Uh, because <laughs> there's, there is no way he was pleased by thinking to himself, aha, I fucking got it. I figured it out. I'm going to send a thing to all these people and I'm going to bust like five agencies saying happy holidays and I'm going to claim that there's been Marxist indoctrination of the public service, all this kind of shit. And everybody has just come back and said, of course, we're all saying Merry Christmas, you fucking idiot. Oh, I'm I'm very pleased to see that everybody's doing exactly what I demand that they were doing. <laughs> I don't I don't believe that he was pleased at all. He would have been bitterly disappointed, um, like the wizened crone that he is. This is uh, eerily reminiscent of um, when he grilled the head of the SBS uh, in estimates about how he sent out. Uh, it was like a petition or something to do with same-sex marriage to someone from his work email address. Hmm. And, and then got into like a 45-minute argument with the entire estimates room about what the purpose and use of work email is. People throwing out hypotheticals like, well, you wouldn't send an email from your work email account to your wife telling her what you needed to pick up from the shops. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah you you probably would if you're at your work computer and that's how you spoke to her. Like, it's perfectly normal. His whole quest for smashing political correctness seems to 100% be about policing the speech of individual people. Mm. Yes. Yes. Uh, for, for people who are so concerned about religious protections and protections of free speech and all that sort of thing. Um, he certainly gets extremely agitated by the idea that someone in a given, uh, social situation does not say exactly what he would say if he were in that situation. <laughs> Which seems like a thing that's, you know, maybe going to happen from time to time in a country with millions of people in it. Hmm. Maybe once or twice. Yeah. I'm no sociologist. I'm no doctor of people. <laughs> Not sure what kind of doctor that is. I think that's a doctor. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, put that on my business card. I do not have business cards. I have to get some business cards, mate. Um, so, obviously, Eric is extremely prone to this type of idiocy. Um, he doesn't actually do anything useful other than spending a lot of his time demanding uh, that the government cut lots of jobs for public servants um, and, you know, cut lots of social services. Uh, and also, apparently, uh, like I said, Ben, uh, getting very agitated by the idea that um, he has not been able to effectively uh, police the speech of well, the, the entire population. Worked. The job cuts must have worked because they must have just fired everyone that said happy holidays, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Did we, uh, so, we ever talk about his crusade against flying the the rainbow flag in uh, uh, government buildings? Oh, God. How he, he <laughs> described it as the flag of a hostile nation. Uh, <laughs> specifically referring to it as... It was the flag of some micronation that used the rainbow flag. It wasn't the Principality of Seenland, but it was something along those lines. Um, yeah, his argument was that it was someone that was uh, de facto at war with Australia and therefore completely inappropriate. My God. It's all of that sort of stuff that's the that's like the ridiculously sort of too cute shit where you can see that someone sat around and got like it's it's very much the um uh, at its core it's very much the same spirit of argument as the uh, Islam is not a race 
uh, kind of argument, you know? It's very much along the same lines of, ah, I've thought of this technicality. And once I say it, no one will be able to criticize me because it's not yeah. specifically it's not specifically about me having a problem with gay people. It's about national security now. And who could disagree with that? I'm assuming everybody disagreed with it. Oh, uh, just to finish that thought, uh, it is the flag of the gay and lesbian kingdom of the Coral Sea Islands that declared war in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> what a fabulous country. Oh, God, that just sounds like such a Can wonderful place to live. <laughs> well, um, hmm. well, I can only assume that we'll all be apologizing to Eric once we have been enslaved uh, by, by said country. Uh, so, so look, we, we've established here that Eric is an extremely uh, baitable idiot uh, when it comes to this kind of topic. So, um, that really got ramped up this week when uh, Green Senator Nick McKim uh, made a post on Facebook. Um, and in it, he is standing in front of a, a banner that is being raised by two of his staffers. Um, uh, shout out to... Pat, one Pat exactly fellow Senator Peter Wish Wilson, not one of his staffers. Um, well, may, may, do they have levels of seniority in the Greens? <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Let's just say he is. Yeah, sure. Yeah, one of the, one of his staffers, who is also a senator, um, <laughs> has been been hazed by Nick McKim coming in. <laughs> anyway, they're raising a banner, and um, and look, it's. It's funny stuff. It says, Merry Christmas, but they've crossed out Christmas and written underneath it in a large black, very plain font. Happy non-denominational seasonal festivity. Uh, and he's posted it with the caption, sorry, Eric. So, look, you'd, uh, let's, let's think about what kind of person you would have to be to see that, that post and think to yourself, this is a really serious thing. That someone's posting. Um, even the fact that right there in the caption, he's made reference to the guy who spends all of his time getting really wound up about stupid, trivial culture war shit. He specifically referenced that dude. Um, to me, that makes it kind of clear that it's a joke. Uh, everybody in the picture is kind of laughing and smiling. Uh, so it, it was not taken as a joke. By a lot of people, is that safe to say? I think that's a fair categorization of its reception, certainly. Um, look, again, it's still funny to me. That's fine. Um, particularly particularly Nick, Nick McKim's responses um, to, the, to the angry replies to him on Facebook. Very good. Um, there's a lot of a lot of people getting extremely angry and abusive, and to to pretty much every single person, he has replied, "Merry Christmas." <laughs> oh, I, I'd like to point out that there were a few small exceptions. My particular favorite being the person that's like, "Unbelievable that you're standing on a table when there's a bunch of safety gear just next to you in the picture." Blah blah blah, and he just replied, "Merry OH and Esmas." Yep. <laughs> there's a lot of um. Hundreds, hundreds of replies from extremely, extremely mad online uh, Facebook users. So it, it devolved into pretty significant uh, silliness from that point. Um, I should point out that a dear friend of the show, Pat Caruana, um, is in that photo. He is he is a, a Greens uh, staffer, um, media dude, um, and I would like to point out to Pat that um, this this post was then shared onto the Christian Lives Matter Facebook page, which is the thing. Uh, that's, that's a thing that we have here in Australia. Um, and one of the replies to it was, uh, was Facebook user Gilbert Shimon, who said, why are they so goofy looking? The nerd with the glasses on his head would make an awesome toilet brush. <laughs> Look, so take that, not, take that, Pat. I'm not. I don't claim to be a designer or an expert in engineering the perfect toilet brush, but probably 
the big design features I would have in the perfect toilet brush would be not six foot tall, mm-hmm. ideally light enough that I can pick it up with one hand. Uh, wouldn't just flop or bend. You'd probably mm-hmm. want it made out of something more rigid than the human body. I just wouldn't don't have, think... Wouldn't have glasses on it that would just fall straight into the bowl. <laughs> That's certainly true. And they, the head, I think, would actually be too large. This is not a criticism of Pat's head, simply mm-hmm. the human head in general. Too big to fit down the U-bend of a toilet. Well, let's be real. That's not what they're designed for, heads or toilets. How, how far are you putting a fucking well, brush down your toilet? You've got to oh, get I mean, it right getting in there. You're getting it into the bottom part. Yeah. But you said down the U-bend. Well, into the U-bend. It doesn't have to come up the other side of the U-bend. I don't see but what's going on down there. It's for, like, the back wall and getting, like, fixing all your mistakes that you made. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> all these toilet mistakes. See her scrubbing up around the rim. Wait, so let me let me get this clear. You're categorizing it as a mistake if it doesn't go directly straight down into the water. Well, obviously, you've gotten your aim wrong. No, I'll, I'll back Theo up on this. I think you're looking at... I've, I don't know if it's a product of conscious effort that I'm aiming when this is happening. It's not like well, I'm being like, oh, I hope I don't fuck up this time. Oh, I mean, you just take some pride in your work. Yeah. You're looking well, to make... I've just got the gift. It comes naturally to, make, to me. Make a clean <laughs> drop into the water. That's what, yeah, that's what you're after. You want that Olympic dive where it doesn't even break yeah. the surface. You know? Yep. I mean, Ideally, in fairness, uh, Theo was born with a condition where his butthole was too far back. So it's... <laughs> It's not natural for him to do it properly. Oh, it just it just it's it sits up against his belt, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dacking Theo is really an effort of getting him to lean forward about one or two degrees and it's fully revealed. Yep. You see all butthole. <laughs> Hmm. Is that the point of dacking to get the butthole out? <laughs> to see the butthole, yeah. Ideally, yeah. I'm doing it wrong. That's what you want, yeah. Um, <laughs> for, for any international listeners, uh, dacking is what you may know as pantsing. It's just a little tip, a little I pro hope tip. That helps. Yeah, hope that helps you next time you you dack someone and everyone sees them in their jocks. Yeah, and they Do got they have- chopped. Like, because, we, we, you know, we have levels of dacking. you got the dack and then the double dack. I've never heard of someone being double pants. Does pantsing just refer to the underwear and trouser being removed or simply the outer layer? I think we're going to need someone to weigh in on this and tell us. Um, an American consultant. If you are an American or possibly even a Canadian... Um, mm. And you have, uh, well, maybe there's a whole other Canadian expression. I don't know. I'm not a doctor of Canada. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but there are people in Canada. Yeah. You are I a mean, doctor of people. Yeah, that's true. And isn't that the international language? Um, so, if wow. there are uh, of people, yeah. Um, no, wait, that's Esperanto. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yes, if, if you do, if you are... Uh, American, possibly even Canadian, and you and you have the words. You know that there are, are, are words for um, a, a pantsing that involves maybe just people seeing your underwear, and another, a whole different kind that involves uh, people seeing your your dick and your balls, possibly even your butthole if it's or right up there on your back. <laughs> um, well, uh, look. Let's just say it's kind of like the um, it's kind of like the wedgie and the atomic wedgie. You know, one is one is just a step past the other. Well, the atomic wedgie is just a, a high intensity wedgie. I don't know if there's like a point where it just suddenly ticks over into atomic territory. Oh, I thought an atomic wedgie either required um, the the waistband of the underpants to go over the head or to just tear free from the underpants. <laughs> one, of, one of those two. There is a there yeah, is a specific connotation. Yeah. Um, so anyway, please please let us know. Please let us know. Here's a little bit of trivia about me. I was dacked on stage at a Frenzel Rom show one time. <laughs> nice. By a roadie. Why were you on stage? I was just about to jump into the crowd like one does. Oh hell yeah. 
Nice. Stage, I got, I got stage dub- diving, they called it. I got double decked in grade 11 uh, <laughs> in front of a bunch of girls. Nice. They saw, they saw my penis. Uh, it wasn't ideal. Hmm. I'll never forgive you, Joel, whatever your last name is. You fuck. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so, I, I now have no idea where we're up to. Oh, yes. Okay. So, Nick McKim has made made his post. It has made a lot of people very angry. But it made one person really angry. And that one person is uh, dear friend of the show and um, founding Antifa member, Andrew Bolt. <laughs> Remember, he's a leftist now after our last couple of episodes. He's, he's an ally. doing so well. I know. Oh, he, was on a, he had a good run going. He, w- he was doing okay, but let's be real. Uh, War on Christmas shit is is just catnip to these motherfuckers. Like it's it's irresistible. You can completely understand him just giving himself a little a little silly season treat and just diving headfirst into this one because he chose to share this with his uh, his readers on his blog um, with the headline and who are the worst people in the world, by the way. Yes, that's true. Um, and he shared it with the headline, and it is worth pointing out that it is it is in all caps. It is being oh. sh- it is being shouted oh, no. at you. It it is not in all caps. It is in all caps bar one letter, hmm. and that is the small c in McKib. Yes, uh, but other than that, it says uh, Nick McKim destroys Christ for Christmas. <laughs> Jeez. Which is uh, like that's an extremely, uh, extremely normal, very normal thing to, to to post on your blog. I think it's very good. Um, and you know, he just he, he shares it with his uh, with his readers. I would say listeners, but nobody actually listens to him when he's on his TV show. Um, and he says, uh, "Quote: Green Senator Nick McKim is actually proud to strip Christ from Christmas." So he's not just Christophobic, but a cultural vandal. I can't wait to see him try to take the Islam out of Ramadan, or is only one religion to be shown such disrespect? Dun, dun, dun. Which is a really, really weird way to attack it because he, he didn't cross the word Christ out. He crossed the word Christmas out, so he's not taking the Christ out of Christmas. He's just he's destroying Christmas. That that's right, and yeah. So if he'd have written Ramadan and just crossed the whole thing out, well, I mean, taking Islam out of Ramadan doesn't make sense because the word Islam doesn't appear in the word Ramadan. So I'm not mm. not sure that one really uh, scans. No, it's not like this- he, it's not like he put up a nativity scene and like really deliberately yeah, and kicked it over or something. Well, like re- really deliberately put like a cabbage patch doll in instead of Jesus, and then said, "But there was no Jesus. Merry Christmas, everyone!" Like that would be a little <laughs> that'd be a little so different. This, the the Islam Ramadan argument came up a bunch on like the comments on the article that I did and all the stuff that I was reading. It's just such a flimsy, fucking stupid argument because. Like, it, it would hold water if every year we had a couple of days off for Ramadan, uh, stores closed for it, everyone fucking celebrated. If it was universally celebrated in Australia by people that weren't, you know, Muslim, people that came from a bunch of different backgrounds or whatever, and we tried to make it like, oh, well, this is just the time of the year that it's the holidays. You know, it's something that we all take part in. You know, that would make sense, but it's not. It's not like secular people celebrate it. So there's no reason for us to try and make it secular. It's like not fucking rocket science. Why we're yeah. doing this for Christmas? Yeah, and, and if that had happened, like he's, like I assume that he's proposing, right? Uh, that would be considered as implementing Sharia law. Hmm. Like Good. you try and you try and fly this sort Why of not? stuff, and it just yeah. I've been waiting. So it's it's a, it's a ridiculous like like Ben said. I mean, like the the whole. It was nothing to do with with like disrespecting Christ or anything like that. It's it's making fun of these people, and if you take any kind of meaning away from it, uh, other than that, uh, I think you're being very dishonest. Mm. Yeah, um, I, I enjoy that he's uh, he's gone the favorite 
right wing route of trying to tack a phobic on the end of something because they've been in the past shut down by people saying, hey, that's homophobic. And people are like, oh, yeah, that is homophobic. They think that if they say that something is something phobic, it also is a silver bullet. Mm. So if you say Christophobic, everyone's like, oh, fuck, I'm being problematic. Well, I guess I have to stop now. No, they got me. That's just, that's not, it's not how it works. Just trying to use some of the language of the left is not like an instant gotcha that wins every time. Well, there's another suggestion. Um, which he's which he's sort of making here. There's another little implicit uh, idea, which is that if Nick McKim at at Ramadan was was to be like, "Oh, happy eating stuff whenever you want," day, um, <laughs> that like Andrew Bolt would go, "Good, I'm happy now. You may continue to mock Christmas." <laughs> you know, like. When he's saying, "Oh, is he going to do this too?" It's like, what? So if he did, you'd you'd say, "Oh, good. Well, you you're taking you, you know you're taking the Mickey out of everyone equally, and I can respect that." Or is he just going to completely ignore that and go straight back to, you know, angrily defending George Pell, <laughs> as is his bag, as is his bag. Um. So you know, he pointed out that um that. Treasurer Scott Morrison had weighed in on the issue, which he did indeed. Um, Scott also very helpfully um, took the bait, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, just uh, before we go into Scott's thing, uh, one very, very critical thing to note about this is that in his link to Scott Morrison's post, it's a mobile link. It's specifically a link to mobile Facebook, which to me, because it's only like, it's like 70 words that he's written, not even that, it's like 50 words. He's very clearly seen the post on Facebook, gotten very angry on his phone, bashed out 50 words, copied the link from his Facebook and then sent it off to his editor. This is genuinely how I picture how he blogs. He just sees shit he doesn't like type something up in the notes on his phone and then sends it off. Just bang something out on his four-year-old Blackberry. (laughs) And then he's back to harassing... Tiny, quirky keyboard. He's back to harassing the staff at the Qantas Lounge. (laughs) But, um, yeah, so so Scott Morrison weighed in. Uh, He took the bait of of this extremely obvious uh, trolling effort as well. Um, And he said to his uh, Facebook readers... (laughs) Quote, what a bunch of pathetic Muppets, which oh, stern language there. Uh, he says, the Greens are actually opposed to Christmas, exclamation mark, because he is shocked. He's shocked that they, they slipped up and they posted evidence of it online. For many millions of Australians, Christmas is a very spiritual time of year and central to their religious faith. Uh, for members of parliament to treat this important religious occasion with such disrespect is as offensive as it is disappointing. So not only has he used the M word, uh, pretty pretty over the top, but um, yeah, I, I really like that he said they are actually opposed to Christmas. My God, oh, it's, it's all it's all incredibly dumb. Um, I've I've pulled a few comments here from the very intelligent readers of Andrew Bolt's blog. Um, <laughs> uh, reader Ray, friend of the show, Ray, says, uh, the action was a deliberate attempt to belittle Christianity by crossing out Christmas. All McKim had to do was put his message under the original without crossing anything out and very few would have been offended. So, how would that have read? Because to my mind, that would have read... Merry Christmas, non-denominational seasonal festivity? Yep. That's exactly what it would have read. Hmm. Uh, would have been Not very a, strange. Entirely should have been gels. Yeah. I, also, I also really appreciate Ray is explaining um, to people what has happened and you know what could have happened, what should have happened, when he very clearly does not actually understand what is happening at all <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. A uh, friend of the show, Nikki, wrote on Andrew's Andrew's blog, um, <laughs> I expect taxpayers footed the bill for that sign. 
And if you look at the image from the Facebook post, you will see that it is one of those... Um, it's one of those things like on a website where you can load like a PDF or a picture in or whatever and it just turns it into... It like blows it up and cuts it up onto various PDFs. Um, so this lady is mad that they've they've taped like uh, eight A4 pieces of white paper together and hung them up for a joke. Um, I'm not sure exactly oh, I how much money. when you said friend of the show, Nikki, you meant actual friend of the show, <laughs> Nikki. This is just another Nikki that you referred to as friend of the show. Well, I'm referring to all these people as friends of the show because I'm assuming that they're friends of Andrew Bolt's show. Oh, of course. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Our sister show. <laughs> uh, and finally, um, Peter, friend of the show, friend of another show, Peter, uh, weighs in, weighs in with this very, very relevant comment. <clears throat> Peter says, "Rod Stewart on SBS singing about Christmas. That is what real men do." Enough said. Okay, several things. <laughs> Number one, isn't SBS supposed to be uh, the um, outlet f- uh, government funded for um, literal communism? Yep. Um, European uh, style socialism creeping in through our airwaves funded by our government. Um, European erotica. With, yeah, all, all of that garbage that we hate. Uh, but no, it's Rod Stewart singing Christmas. I, 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 uh, I love the suggestion that I really, Rod Stewart singing Christmas carols is an inherently masculine activity. Uh, <laughs> this dude who looks like a 65-year-old lesbian. He's just... <laughs> he's got that teased hairdo. Oh, I love him. I, I really like that the construction of the sentence uh, doesn't say that Singing about Christmas on the SBS is what real men do. It's Rod Stewart on mm. SBS singing about Christmas. That is what real men do. <laughs> mm. You all have to be Rod Stewart on the SBS. It's a high bar. Singing about Christmas. It is a very high bar. There's just a lot of specificity there. It's hard to get on TV. <laughs> singing is very difficult. It's very hard to be Rod Stewart. As far as I'm aware, there's only mm. one currently. Uh, we need some kind of um, being John Malkovich arrangement. Mm. Either being Rod Stewart on SBS singing about Christmas. <laughs> you can just get in there for 15 minutes, knock it out, um, you know, get your, get your, get your, your stakes up, your masculinity stakes. Um, so, look, th- that's where we're at, folks. Um, we're extremely mad about the idea that um, that people in the public service might be sending messages that say happy holidays even though they aren't. Um, we're also extremely mad that somebody has, has posted w- one picture on Facebook uh, that was very clearly intended to elicit a certain response. Uh, and it did. I don't... I, one thing about this is I don't really like the characterization that this was trolling so much is like this is kind of a joke at their own expense Mm. as well right like the greens have you know a reputation among right-wing people as being like super politically correct blah blah blah. so they were making a joke of what like an extreme version of what people think it is that they do so you know they're laughing at themselves a bit a bit they're making a very clear joke that no one could possibly take seriously like it's just it, it really is just a harmless Good spirited joke that has made a whole bunch of people shit themselves. Like the they did a similar thing, or Nick, Nick and Pat did a similar thing at Easter, with like a, which was even more over the top, which was along the lines of I'm um, enjoying toasted, geometrically ornamented, <laughs> non-denominational <laughs> buns and halal, you know, seasonal whatever chocolate ovals, <laughs> and the exactly the same thing happened. So there was a another hysterically written. Daily Mail article about this one uh, from the exact same guy who wrote the one about the Easter thing in the exact same terms uh, using the traditional Daily Mail house style of writing about this sort of stuff as if it's not a joke and then 20 minutes later updating it with a statement being like, well, clearly it was a joke, but I mean, oh, a bit much. (laughs) 
it's just it's just very silly. The whole thing is very silly. Um, so we might need to move on and take some 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 questions out of this big this big red uh, Christmas style sack of letters that I have here. Um, you might think that it's it's a big bag of letters to Santa asking for gifts. Uh, you'd be wrong. You'd be a fucking fool. <laughs> it's our regular old mailbag. I painted it red. And now you feel like an idiot. Are the letters to Santa also in a red sack? Does that not get confusing with the red sack of gifts? No, I only did it to trick people. There's not, There isn't like a lot of deep thought behind it. Um, well, fair enough. I would imagine that the actual uh, real life mail to Santa just arrives in like a big, a big postal service burlap type sack, and it says on the side as, "postal service," as traditionally employed by postal employees. The burlap sack of mail. Yes, uh, but instead, <laughs> I will be reaching into our big sack of mail. We'll be uh, getting wrist deep in our sack to ask questions from our beautiful. Beautiful listeners. And of course, and of course, first up, we have a question from beautiful listener and friend of the show, <coughs> Elegant Dongs from Twitter. Uh, and Elegant Dongs asks, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to read out his actual uh, Twitter screen name because it's about dog dicks. Um, I'll leave you, I'll leave you with that hint. Um, and they ask, is it legal to jack off on Xmas? Uh, fellas, would you, uh, would you care to weigh in? I think uh, if you're having a solo Christmas, you can jack off as much as you fucking want. You should jack off literally to the full extent that your body will allow. Otherwise, absolutely not. Do not touch that dick. Wow, this is a cowardly stance. Um, number one, I'll say that I, I agree. I agree with your idea that you should beat off until uh, your dick is as red as Rudolph's nose. Uh, but look, also, I'm going to say, like, what if, you know, what if just you, what if the family's getting a bit full on and you, you just want to sneak away, treat yourself to your own little Christmas gift, you know? What's so, what's so wrong with that? No, absolutely not. No? No, that's a crime. That's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, what's what are the what's the situation you're in here? You're in like a a member of the family's home. What if it's my home? Well, uh, no, no, I'm still not mm. on board with it. Absolutely yeah. not. I just can't imagine having that kind of time. Yeah, it's fair. Okay, you can't spare the the thirty to forty five seconds. No, absolutely not. I mean, and I'm probably <laughs> probably too sleepy as well. Full of food. Full of food, full of diarrhea. <laughs> um, so, so what are we? Are we going around and we're just we're getting nose? Is that it? We getting no? It's not okay to jack off on Christmas. I think I think it's untested. Mm. As far as the legality goes. <laughs> Look, I'm just. Well, we we'll need to see something go through the courts first. Anyone that's at like their their nan's place on Christmas Day, <laughs> slipping away from a, a family dinner table of fresh prawns, yep, to go and fucking s- squeeze one out. You sit down, you put your feet down on the anti-slip mat, <laughs> holding on with one hand to the bar that your <laughs> grandma uses to get off the toilet. <sighs> Oh, you are a filthy degenerate. You are a prevert, uh, and I shall not abide by your actions. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, it is no longer legal to jack off on Christmas. Uh, well, look, let's consider that answered. Let's move on to the next one. Um, uh, we have a question. Oh, we have a question here from friend of the show, Travis E. Jordan. Christmas pudding, yeah or nah? Personally, nah. my experience with Christmas pudding has been only as a vehicle for custard. Uh, yeah. Um, really, I mean, if I was being honest with myself, ideally I would just drink a bowl of custard. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't fuck around with the pudding. Yeah, I think that's fair. Because surely the pudding's just there to like be a vehicle for the for the custard. So you could just use like a slice of bread. 
even a slice of chocolate cake. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hold on, hold cake on. Bread. That's. Ugh. I mean, it would work. Yeah. Bread is flavorful. That's a sad meal. It's like the water of food. It's a sad meal, folks. Custard, custard on bread. Water is the bread of liquids. Isn't that pretty much exactly what bread pudding is? Isn't it just custard and bread? No. Ah, oh, fuck. No, it isn't. <laughs> I think it is. I'm googling. Well, look, no, bread pudding. Well, you, as we don't just bread. pour custard over bread and stick it in the fucking oven. That's not what it is. It is. Look, I'm going to be very honest with you. Uh, the pictures that have come up look absolutely nothing like the bread pudding that my mum made, and I fear <laughs> I may have been getting a very sad depression era dessert mm. that does not align with the reality well, of the hot food. Hot tip, folks. I'll tell you what my family likes to do um, is you get uh, you know you know the big the big panettone things. Panettone. Oh. <laughs> You know those, like the paint colors. You know those bad boys. <laughs> don't, bad don't, don't do to me. You can get you can get chocolate <laughs> chip onto those, and then you make the bread and butter pudding out of that. It's dynamite. I believe what you were trying to say was, but it done. Yeah. Eh? Don't make it racist. I was just saying it authentically. You can't even see what my hands are doing. Very racist. <laughs> Very racist. I'm twirling. You're jacking off because you know that you can't do it at Christmas now. <laughs> i got to get it all out of the way. I'm twirling my big imaginary, uh, my big imaginary bushy Super Mario style moustache that is soaked in pizza grease. Hey, what's the matter, you? <laughs> oh, well, you tell it to such a beautiful people. <laughs> a beautiful culture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they invented um, the Catholic Church and the pizza pie. They got it all, baby. All right. Oh, God, Theo, now all I can keep hearing in my head is the Italian chef from The Simpsons saying, what about you? Why are you not jack off? Huh? <laughs> awful. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, we have another question here um, from a friend of the show, uh, Divex Greg. Um, who asks, uh, how do I... Con- I prefer XVid Greg. Mm. It's an open source version of Greg. Uh, how do I convince the family to ban the buble? I've got, I've got suggestions, but I'd like to hear from you guys first. Well, you want to get in first. You want to get in first with the four-hour um, Sophie and Stevens Christmas album. <laughs> And then you say, yeah, yeah, you can put it on after after this. Uh, and little do they know, it's uh, four hours long. So, perfect crime. Hmm. Well, yes, my, my suggestions do include, um, you, you obviously need to offer an alternative. And first off the block there is uh, James Brown's Funky Christmas, uh, which is a fantastic Christmas album by an artist you may know of called James Brown. Uh, it includes great hits such as Santa Claus, Please Go Straight to the Ghetto. <laughs> this is real. This is absolutely real, by the way. Uh, if I if I were making this up, it would it would be it would very be extremely racist. racist. It would be very racist. But it's a real album, and I love it. I suggest you put it on. If you can't find that one, find the Boney M Christmas album. That's pretty good too. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, they got a whole thing. They got a whole thing going on. Failing that. I'm going to suggest that you fabricate a rape allegation against Michael Bublé. Uh, you know, maybe, well, like another crime, if that's not what you're into. But let's be honest. I could believe it about Michael Bublé. Well, I think if we all banded together, we could smear him as a white supremacist. <laughs> like We've got to get organized <laughs> about this now. Uh, okay. Yep. That's fair. Um yeah, well, he always comes around at Christmas time. Very, very white themed videos, you know. Hmm. 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 All right, we're gonna have to work on this, but um, but there's look, there's several options for you, Ben. Do you have any any suggestions for how to convince a family to ban Michael Bublé at Christmas? No, you're fucked. Really? Like, oh. basically, you're stuck with Bublé until you're old enough 
that you're the shit that everyone hates that's in charge of what music gets played and it will be the dipshit stuff that you love <laughs> that all your kids think is fucking awful. Uh, so just wait. Wait until that comes around. Mm. Enjoy. Uh, we, have a, we have another question here. Um, from friend of the show, Jurassic Snark, um, they ask, where's the best place to bury the body of a racist uncle someone's clubbed with a whole ham? Uh, Beck's backyard. Mm, Dr. Harry's backyard. Mm. Oh, no. Well, that's, sorry. That's, sorry, that's, where, that's where Don Burke is buried. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just not on your property uh, is a really good place to start. <laughs> uh, the Inaugura Reserve. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're very strict there. The police there. They're fucking quick as a button. Well, you know that you're not allowed any dogs down there, so they won't sniff it out. Mm. Oh, you're not allowed dogs at Inaugura Reservoir. I feel like you've been told this, Ben. No, I don't know if I have. I've seen lots of dogs down there. I think you're allowed to take dogs down to the reservoir. I've been taking dogs there for years. Hmm. Hmm. You don't even have a dog. <laughs> it's just, well, I take it's other people's fine. dogs down there. Finds a dog and takes it down the reserve. Yeah. It's very normal stuff. This is literally the first time I've ever taken a dog there. I mean, I've been with other friends that have dogs, but we were, we were dog sitting for the day and then these fucking narc fucks. Unbelievable. Hmm. Um, well, in case it helps, a uh, friend of the show, Legends of Lucas, um, has already solved this problem by saying, uh, it's all good, you can just eat the ham, and then there is no evidence. Oh, it's that's like a a killing someone with a, a, an a shard of yeah. ice. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's fair. Do you reckon they're like forensic pathologists or whatever. No, that's not the sort of person who looked this. I don't fucking know. I don't watch those crime shows. Do you reckon they're good enough at figuring out if someone was beat by a ham? They'd be like, oh, the trauma looks like it was from a large object, weighed about three kilos, was a bit soft. It was cold. Well, they'd have, they'd the have that um, they'd have that diamond pattern. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. They'd be like, oh, I could see that on the vertices of the diamond pattern they've stuffed in uh, cloves and bits of star anise. There's some salt on the outside, a bit of a honey glaze. I think what we're definitely looking at is a Christmas ham. I thought you were going to say, um, I wonder if like uh, every year around Christmas time, there's a couple of dead bodies that crop up and they go, yep, this one's also clearly been killed by an icicle. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same shape, the same, uh, (laughs) you know, conical shaped wound. There's water down in the wound. Uh, It's very, very Can you say... See, can you say conical again, please? <sighs> yeah, just the word conical for us, if you could run that by us. Yeah, how about this? Co- conical? How, how about that? The, the chronicles of Riddick. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's a different word. That's a different word entirely. Uh, I can say that Also, one. now you know about words, do you? Yeah, I do. I'm a doctor of people. <laughs> hey, hey, Theo. Hey, Theo. Hey. Um, hey, what's up? We've we got a question from friend of the show, Amy, who I believe um, wrote a review of our show that has psychologically scarred you beyond repair. <laughs> that, that's correct. She said that the character that Joseph Fiennes plays in uh, uh, Enemy at the Gates was based on me. Uh, I would say that he wasn't, and that movie came out... <laughs> Far too early for that to be the case. <laughs> what else? What well, else did I mean, you say though? Anyone can change the Wikipedia article, so we don't know whether that's true or not. Well, <laughs> hmm. oh, just that you know, sound um, what she imagines um, Brainy Smurf to sound like. But <laughs> I can't help it. It's just the uh, way that my just, voice. Just sounds. on the. A related note of Theo being completely owned. Uh, when I was at Netherworld the other night, there was a uh, very well-dressed young man of about your build with your haircut uh, with a few tattoos and our mutual friend Dave turned to me and said, oh, look, it's cool Theo. <laughs> <laughs> That's the roughest alternate version of yourself to get. Oh. Uh, it would usually fairness, be like there's, I, there's Chinese Theo or whatever, but no, there's cool Theo. Uh, but 
like in your defense, uh, I know that man, and he spends every waking hour of his life playing board games. So you two are about on the same par level of coolness. Are so we the though? joke's on Dave. I feel like anyone um, could rough. get a tattoo, but mm. <laughs> you know you let anyone do it. Don't pretend like you can do it. Uh, you're gonna get a tattoo of like some some math equation that you think is beautiful, aren't you? Are you gonna yes. pull a Joe Hennessy and get one of the uh, impossible geometric shapes <laughs> tattooed to your arm? The uh, like maybe a strip. He's got that uh, the triangle where every vertice looks like it's going up. Well, yeah, it's gonna be you something. Know, it's gonna be something like that. I think. I think we've we've safely yeah. established here. Uh, and Amy asks, friend of the show, Amy, um, asks, can we get a crime pass for smacking anyone who gives a mixed nuts assortment for Christmas? So I think this is really like showing where a lot of Amy's bitterness comes from if these are the kinds of people that she has in her life. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've never received a mixed nuts assortment. Well, well no. I have two questions, um, one of which is... Uh, who has ever received uh, mixed nuts as a gift? Clearly, Amy. Yeah. Well, not not me. Not normal people. Um, and number two, what's wrong with mixed nuts? You know, you get a lot of protein. It's good for you. Look, there's a few nuts in a mixed nut assortment that I'm not a huge fan of, but you know, I name them. Name and shame. I could, you know what? When a walnut's not toasted, not hugely interested in them. Yeah, it's shit nut. Yeah, it's mm. fair. They're a bit, they're a bit flaccid. And a Brazil nut as well. Oh, don't get yeah. racist about Brazil well, nuts. Come on. I'm, I'm all right with the Brazil nut. Uh, un, unflavored, untoasted almonds. No, thank you. Jeez, guys mm. are picky. Well, a bit of silence there. That's not. Is that not a universally held opinion? Hmm. No, they're all right. We, we all love a hazelnut, mm. though, right? Oh, ugh. I'd do, I'd do a lot of things for a hazelnut. <laughs> Probably exchange money for them primarily. Hmm. That's fair. That's fair and reasonable and a normal thing to do. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to offer out this crime pass. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's very sedate for a crime pass. Um, you can murder the person who gave you the mixed nuts. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you could shoot them with a gun. Um, but uh, smacking, no, you'll have to deal with the uh, the full extent of the law mm. if that's the route you decide to take. Yep. Uh, you can also have a crime I'm, pass. I'm just going to withhold her crime pass until she's a bit uh, less rude. But... <laughs> oh, there is, I guess there's a loophole with this crime pass. Uh, if you smack them to death, mm. uh, technically you are covered by the crime pass. Yep, possibly with a ham. Nice glazed ham. Mm. Uh, and that, that folks, is about it's about all we have time for. Um, I think we're we're going to probably skip next week because, frankly, it'll be Christmas. We'll all be with our families, sneaking off to jack off on Christmas Day, uh, popping open that can of mixed nuts and just just berating the motherfucker who gave them to us. You know, is that safe to say? I will be doing literally none of those things. Yeah, all of those words are wrong. Mm. Yeah. Well, we all have our own traditions, you know. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you guys you guys jack off when it suits you. Um, so, of course, of course, uh, please do uh, rate rate the show if you care to, if that's a thing. But only nice, good mm. rating. Don't – if you were thinking about giving us a bad one, just – Go stand by an open window, say that bad review out loud, and then the words will eventually waft over to Theo. He's yep. very sensitive but finally <laughs> attuned to bad vibes. All of those people have already stopped listening about 15 minutes in and have immediately opened up iTunes to just write, uh, didn't realize this was a left-wing podcast. Um <laughs> I did like that one. That one was good. Um, so yes, please let me clarify. If you if you like giving five stars to shows on on the iTunes store, knock yourself out. Um, if you don't, maybe just keep those fiddly fiddly mouth fingers. I would say, I'd say four with some constructive feedback would be good on there. Four and a half minimum. 
Uh, yeah, we're not monsters. We're not fascists. Not yet. Um, we'll get there though. We'll get there. Uh, so you know you can do that. You can you can do that. You can subscribe. That's a thing. Um, you can also head on over to patreon.com forward slash Bunta Vista and give us, you know, five of your precious dollars, five of your precious US dollars a month to get some bonus episodes of us uh, continuing to talk about things just like this. So if you like the show, that's good. Uh, if you do not like the show because you didn't realize it was a left-wing show and then you listened all the way through to the end, uh, this bit right now, then you're probably not going to want to want to follow this bit of advice. I do just want to congratulate you on your willingness to listen to other people's viewpoints, which yeah. are mainly about when it is or is not appropriate to jack off. Hmm. Uh, you're a really open-minded person and I respect yeah, you. Yeah, I would have subbed out to jack off by this point. <laughs> yeah that's fair um so yeah so yeah thank you for being with us this year our very first year of doing this show uh which i think i think we like doing yeah i, I think we do yeah except for when sure. except for when theo gets called brainy smurf and then he just he sits awake at night for like a couple of weeks after that uh but other than that you know we we like it. It's good fun. Uh, we appreciate your, your questions. We appreciate our patrons. Um, and we, we appreciate your, your contributions and your sacrifices in the war on Christmas. We will win. We'll, we'll win eventually. Um, please buy war on Christmas bonds. I don't know what they go towards. Uh, possibly implementing Sharia law. Finally. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it for 2018. Uh, but we'll be back. Happy, happy wait, holidays, wait, wait, everyone! Wait, guys, it's not, it's not 2018. I got that one wrong. Oh, we're gonna have to start the episode again. All right, we'll get I'll the we'll get the year right next year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> next year, if we're lucky. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Oh shit! There's an outro. There is. I think the outro is the same as the intro. It's very, it's very similar. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. See everybody. Bye. Bye.